Here we are moving right along in the Gospel of Luke as we're moving through the New Testament in 2023. New Testament in a year. Chapter 14, verse 1, Luke's Gospel. One Sabbath, because Jesus was going into the synagogues every Sabbath, and he's going into different ones as he's traveling around. So, um, during this period of his ministry, he's going into the Sabbath. Every, he's going into the synagogue every Sabbath. So, 150 Sabbaths or so, uh, he's in these synagogues, and this is one of them. One Sabbath, when Jesus went to eat in the house of a prominent Pharisee, he was carefully watched. So, I guess this um, <clears throat> going to eat and Sabbath is probably. Uh, Similar to uh, what many of us do, go and have a go have a lunch somewhere after church, and so I guess that's what they're doing. Very similar. There in front of him was a man suffering from abnormal swelling of his body. <clears throat> Whatever that means, and however that works, wherever it is, Luke is a physician, so he's sort of intrigued by some of the details of the man's condition. And Jesus asked the Pharisees and the experts of the law, because they're there as well, carefully watching him. So Jesus asked them, he said, hey, um, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? But they remained silent. Oh, come on, guys. Why remain silent? Let's be bold here. Take a stand. Say something. We know what you're thinking. But they remained silent. So taking hold of the man... Jesus reaches out to him. He healed him and sent him on his way. They didn't answer, so Jesus heals him and he goes on his way. Then he asked them, he said, Which of you has a child or an ox that falls into the well on the Sabbath day? Will you not immediately pull it out? So if your kid falls down the well on the Sabbath, what are you going to do? You're going to leave him there until the Sabbath is over? No, you're going to pull him out. It's okay to rescue a child. It's okay to rescue an animal on the Sabbath day. That's not breaking the Sabbath rule of working. They had nothing to say. They wouldn't answer the question. When he noticed how the guests picked the places of honor at the table, <laughs> everybody staking out their territory and letting everybody know who they are and how important they are and staking out their places around the table. You know, I'll sit here at the head of the table. <clears throat> he said to them, he said, hey, when someone invites you to a wedding feast, don't take the place of honor. You don't need to go up there and sit in the groom's place. He said, for a person more distinguished than you might have been invited. You might not be the most important one there. Ever thought of that? If so, the host who invited both of you will come over to you and personally say, give this person your seat. And then humiliated, you will have to take <coughs> the least important place. But when you're invited, why don't you just take the lowest place so that when your host comes, he will say to you, friend, move up to a better place. Then you will be honored in the presence of all of the guests, for all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. <clears throat> let Jesus lift you up. Let him exalt you. You don't need to let people know how important you are and how connected you are. And then Jesus said to the host, when you give a luncheon or a dinner, 
Don't invite your friends, your brothers, your sisters, your relatives, or your rich neighbors. <clears throat> if you do, they might invite you back and then you'd be repaid. So I invite you to my dinner party and then uh, you invite me to yours and we just have great dinner parties together. He said, but when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you'll be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will re be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. So God will pay you. God sees what you're doing and you have an account with God. He is keeping track of what you're doing and how you're doing it. <clears throat> so this story about not taking the most important place. I'm going to digress a little bit and tell you a story, personal story. I had been invited to, um, <clears throat> to minister in Chile, Santiago, Chile. And um, the Sunday morning that I was there, I was there with Phil Strout, who was our team leader. After the service, <clears throat> there were hundreds of people there. They had this amazing meal. They had these big 55-gallon drums just full of all kinds of seafood. I don't know what they call it, but it was just, uh, it was just amazing. <clears throat> and so I'm standing in line to get served. There's a lot of people there, and I'm standing in line. And someone came up to me and they said, um, hey, come on up to the front of the line. Come up to the front of the line. And I thought, no, you know, I don't want to come to the front of the line. I'm just, you know, <clears throat> just sit there like everybody else and just wait. So uh, a little while later, somebody else came up and asked me the same thing. Come up to the front of the line. I was like, no, 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 I don't want to come up to the front of the line. I'll just stay here, you know, and, and I'll wait my turn. I'll be humble. I know my place. <clears throat> well, they were inviting me up. Having it like a third time. And, and then I started to think, well, maybe I'm insulting them. Maybe I should be moving up to the front. And so I thought the next person to ask me, I'm going up to the front. So somebody else came up and said, hey, just come up to the front. So I went with them and cut line, went up to the front. And our team leader, Phil Strout, he came over and he banged me. And he said, what are you doing? <clears throat> Coming to the front. He said, get in the back. And wait your time. You know, who do you think you are? <laughs> yeah, just know your place and, you know, let God, let God exalt you and take your place. So I, I was a little bit humbling. <laughs> I didn't know. That's a crazy story. So verse 15, when one of those at the table with him heard this, because they're hearing Jesus and they know what, what Jesus is speaking about here. When one of them at the table heard this, he said to Jesus, Blessed is the one who will eat in the feast in the kingdom of God. Sure. And Jesus said, well, it's like this. A certain man was preparing a great banquet, and he invited a lot of guests. And at the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to go tell those who had been invited, come now, everything is ready. He's talking about the Jewish community and the leaders of the Jewish community. They're going to understand that that's who he's talking about, that he's talking about them. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, oh, I just bought a field, you know, I have to go see it, and please excuse me. Another one said, I've just bought five yoke of oxen, and I'm on my way to try them out, so please excuse me. And another one said, I just got married, I can't come. And the servant came back and reported to his master. And the owner of the house became angry, and he ordered the servant, he said, go out quickly into the streets and the alleys, of the town and bring in the poor, <clears throat> bring in the crippled, bring in the blind, bring in the lame. Sir, the servant said, 
what you've ordered has been done, but there's still room. We went out and we got the blind and the lame and the crippled and brought them into the banquet. And the master told his servant, go out into the roads and country lanes, the highways and the byways, and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of those who were invited will get a taste of my banquet. So <clears throat> the leaders were rejecting Jesus. It says in the scripture that he came unto his own and his own did not recognize him. And so they were invited, but they didn't come. And, and because they were invited and they didn't come, Jesus said, go into the highways and the byways and go get everybody. And then large crowds were traveling with Jesus and turning to him. He said, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his father or mother and his children, bro brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, <coughs> that person can't be my disciple. And whoever doesn't carry his cross and follow me can't be my disciple. Wow, hate your family. Um, God comes first. God comes first. I don't think he's saying you should hate your mother and father. I think he's saying that if you put them before God, if you put them before Christ. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. <clears throat> Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you. And they say, this person began to build and wasn't able to finish. He said, or suppose a king goes out to war against another king. Won't he first sit down and consider whether he's able with his 10,000 men to oppose the one coming against him with 20,000? If he's not able, he'll send a delegation while the other's still a long way off. He'll ask for terms of peace. In the same way, those of you who do not give up everything you have cannot be my disciples. Salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can it be salty again? <clears throat> it's neither good for the soil nor for the manure pile. It's thrown out. Whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. You know, what does it mean, give up everything? God's got to be first. He's more important than my career. He's more important than family. He's more important than my house. He's more important than money. He's more important than things. He's more important than everything. He comes first, everything else is second. And that's the best way to be a good husband or to be a good wife. It's the best way to lead your household. It's the best way to lead your family. It's the best way to live for your children. You want to be a good dad? Then put God first. You want, you want to be a good, a good uh, mom? Then put God first. Put him first. He belongs in first place, not second place. I once posted on Facebook, rule number one. Put God first. Rule number two. Put God first. <laughs> hey, so uh, bless you guys. We will continue through the Gospel of Luke tomorrow. Talk to you later.